Hi, I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your co-host, Cammie. Welcome to another episode of Baby It's Therapy Podcast. (laughs) So today we will talk about how do you know the therapist is the one? The one. Yep, you you heard us. Like, it's not only like dating, we need to find the one. Friends, we need to find the one. Even for therapists, we need to find the one. Baby, you are the one. The one. You like my song? What? You said you like my song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's an original. Oh, really? Wait. Gosh, I'm... <laughs> it's a joke. So far now, I can't process jokes. <laughs> it's a joke. I know. Like, I think that um, I started to realize that finding even like a therapist, like a professional's help, it's very similar to finding a friend or like dating. Compatibility is also very important. So in today's episode, me and Cami are going to talk about our experiences with different therapists, like what st- stood out to us that uh, was like signs that we aren't compatible or compatible with a specific therapist. I know, I'm kind of nervous. Do you mind <laughs> go first today? <laughs> Yeah. Hi, everyone. So I'm a little bit nervous. So Camille, it's going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I've had three therapists and two psychiatrists. Um, and my first therapist was when I was in high school. And she was referred to my mom by a friend. So we didn't really going into the whole mental health issues thing my family had never dealt with it before and they really had no idea how to handle the situation so my mom reached out to a friend and was like i think my daughter needs a therapist i don't know where to go i don't know where to look so this friend recommended this therapist who was incredibly qualified like she was so qualified it was ridiculous she was a phd she had all of these other degrees and she specialized in um, autism and ADHD in kids as well as other mood disorders. But her specialization was in children and young adolescents. She did have adult patients because I would see them come out of her office before I would go in. But again, keep in mind she was specialized for kids. So in the end, I really did not like her. She, she, with all of her degrees in the world, she did not make me feel any better. I think she was very harsh and she invalidated my feelings a lot and it made me feel like I was being dramatic. Um, and sometimes I felt like her responses to what I had to say, not that it wasn't the right thing to say because... I'm not going to say that there is a right or wrong thing to say, but it just felt wrong to me. It didn't click with me. I didn't feel good. Um, Like I had mentioned in the last episode, there were a lot of times where we would literally just sit in silence. Like we would just sit there and stare at each other and not say anything. (laughs) 
And in those periods of silence, I felt myself getting worse. Like I was thinking and I was like, oh my God, I'm in this therapist's office and I don't know what to say. And she's not saying anything. And it was a snowball effect. It just made me feel so, 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 so much worse. So I didn't like my first therapist. Um, I just want to say, I think it's very, like from Cammy's experience, it's what stood out to me is that it's very important that throughout a period of time, you see that you are making progress. Uh, and another thing is that a therapist should always be validating your feelings and experiences. Yeah. Yeah. She did not do that. And I did not feel any progress the entire time I was there. Um mm-hmm. And then I didn't see a therapist for a while because going to therapy made my parents sad. And I felt that it was kind of like my duty to not go to therapy and to get better by myself, which did not turn out well. (laughs) So I didn't see a therapist until I got to college, my second year of college. And I was part of this study And long story short, I got my therapist through Mass General Hospital. And she was also super qualified, but she specialized in um, addiction in -hmm. in people. And um, at the time, I was using alcohol to help me cope. So she specialized in addiction as well as mood disorders. And I wasn't aware that I had a mood disorder until I continued seeing her. And she mentioned diagnoses such as bipolar disorder and PTSD. So what stuck out to me about her was that she was very validating. You know, one of the most important things. She was extremely validating. And she also helped give me tools to get better and to cope. She gave me tools such as, you know, deep breathing and... Um, cognitive exercises and ways to talk myself down off of a ledge and things like that to help self-soothe and to cope with the feelings that I was feeling, the overwhelming emotions. And she also gave me tools on how not to abuse alcohol. And I noticed that with time, I was getting better. Like I was progressing, I was taking these baby steps forward. Sometimes it was one step forward, 10 steps back, but I was still making progress, right? And she helped me along the way. I I know that I would not have been able to make that progress without her. Like, I I just know straight up, Cammie by herself would not have been able to do any of that because I tried for like three years before I saw her and that did not turn out well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we fast forward to my current therapist. I have her now because I moved back home now that I graduated from school and the doctors at MGH don't provide outside of the state of Massachusetts. So now that I'm back home in New York, I had to find a new therapist and I use psychology today and I found my current therapist. She is an angel. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, she's, she's really sweet and she's very validating and she basically kind of picked up where my last therapist left off and is giving me more tools on how to combat anxiety because anxiety has become more of an issue in my life. Um, But she also specializes, again, in trauma therapy 
in addiction as well as anxiety. So she basically hits the nail on the head for all of the things that I need help with. So she gives me more tools that are geared toward anxiety and I've been using them in my everyday life and trying to put them into practice and I have been noticing a steady increase in stability. So like I I just felt comfortable with my last two therapists right away. They had like a very non-judgmental demeanor Especially when you go to someone about PTSD or about addiction, especially addiction, right? Like, there's a really big stigma Mm. around addiction. And I'm really thankful that both of them were very non-judgmental. And they were like, yeah, I see this all the time. Uh, You're not the only one, you know? Um, What defines you is how you decide to improve on your situation. Not where you currently are right now. And that made me feel a lot better and very listened to. So I just felt comfortable with my therapist. I think that's the biggest thing is that you got to feel comfortable with them because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, it's all based on trust, right? Like your therapist can't help you if you don't tell them anything and you're not going to tell them things if you don't trust them or feel comfortable with them, you know? Yeah, I think that being non-judgmental and also providing patient with like a comfortable environment is really the baseline but even this is a baseline I often experience stuff that um that like the therapist wasn't even doing those yeah it's kind of like you know we have like these baseline things of you shouldn't thank people for being a generally good human being you know yeah Yeah, but it's it's like what happened that the bare minimum is so low exactly (laughs) exactly I feel like like I know being comfortable with your therapist is the bare minimum but it's the bare minimum for a reason like it has to be there in order for you to have any kind of relationship with your therapist if it's not there you know nothing's gonna come of your therapy sessions and there's no point in spending the money Mm mm-hmm yeah is that all the therapists? Yeah. Like yeah, the- it was my three therapists. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, actually, after hearing Cammy's experience, I'm a little bit upset because I feel like I'm actually less fortunate <laughs> with my experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just realized that um, I actually had three therapists in total, too, as, as well. Um, my first therapist, I had her in China. Um, to be honest, my dad found it. I found her. I didn't even know what she was specialized in. I was just told that she's a very good therapist. I think back then I was so young that I didn't even know that there's categories for therapists. And then I think one thing that she did was she would, we were in different cities and then sometimes we do phone sessions and a lot of times she would do other stuff while doing the talk therapy with me like she would eat dinner with her family while talking to me like I from through the phone I can hear her telling her daughter like don't play with the toys I'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) really be paying hundreds of dollars for that and then so I think that thinking now thinking back that was really a red flag for me because um I think if the comf- being comfortable with their therapist is a baseline, a therapist being able to pay full attention to its patient is the base baseline. 
like if you're working, pay full attention to what your therapist is, what your patient is saying. Don't be like, what what do I want for dinner? Where can I get that new pair of shoe? Like, don't do that. Like, that's very unprofessional. Um, if you ever uh, experience that situation, do not hesitate to run. Just run as fast as you, as you can. It does not worth your money at all. Um, my second therapist, if fast forward to like college, um, I experienced a scam and I needed a trauma specialist. Um, she was actually through BU, like um, SARP, um, the sexual assault center. She was, um, um, I'm, I'm glad to say I had one angel therapist as well. That was the only one. <laughs> she was also um, an angel. Her personality, first of all, is very sweet. And second of all, um, she is very passionate for what she is doing. And I can tell through the way she, the patience she had with all the patients. Um, I think that the timing of meeting her was very just right because back then I really need like even though like in that center there had they had like many like trauma specialists but each trauma specialist has like a different personality because um when I sometimes do the crisis line call I would like talk to some other other therapists and I remember there's this guy that's very straightforward I would like cry to him and I'd be like oh my gosh I'm so scared like um is all my like info okay should I check this like account he's like just don't do it. It's not helpful. It's not going to change anything. That's like a very straightforward like person type of personality. Yeah. And I, th- I think back then I did not need someone like this. And I probably couldn't accept someone being so straightforward right after like a huge traumatic event. So I think um, it was really the right timing to meet her. Second of all, um, she would for each session, we would focus on a specific goal. Like, what do we want to talk about today? What do we want to solve for this week? Um, so each week she would give me like specific like materials that she found through like different professional websites. She would tell me like, hey, this is, have you ever heard like flight or fight? Have you ever heard what um, a panic attack is? Um, do you know how you could calm down? Like she's keep giving me like actual helpful information that when I'm not in therapy, I would be able to practice throughout the mm-hmm. week. I think that was something that really allowed me to make a lot of progress. Um, and lastly, I think that, hold on, let me check the points, like the bullet points. Um, I think that with my second therapist, what really is important is that she had my full trust, like because she was providing me such with a non-judgmental and comfortable environment. Um, I fully trust her with my healing journey and I fully trust her that she is going to, um, um, like she wants what's the best for me. And then now, and then, and then I think it's, and then I changed to the therapist I had now, which is why I think that, you know, when it comes to therapists, the timing is also very important. Though she was um, a, an angel, I can't continue my session with her because uh, my, my PTSD symptoms were 
getting a lot better. And what I was suffering a lot back then was a lot of like OCD, like typical OCD symptoms, which she did not specialize in and she could no longer help me, which is why it's the time to move on to a next therapist that really specialize in what I need, mm -hmm. uh, which is why I moved to this current therapist. Um, I think I also, in the beginning, I had a lot of trust for him because I felt like he was really, he was, I met him at the right time. He has a very straightforward personality. And I think that was very important for like instant progress. Like I really need someone to tell me that like what the way you're thinking is not logic. Those like fears are irrational. I really need someone to like say stuff like this and just, instead of just like keep comforting me. And then I really trusted him and I did a lot of exposure therapy. And then through like two or three months, I saw progress. But recently I'm starting to like rethink if he is still going to be the right fit. The reason for that is that sometimes I feel like my feelings weren't validated or even my experience wasn't validated. Like I sometimes I would bring up my old like scam experience and he would tell me that this is not traumatic. Um, I can show you like the definition of a trauma, like you were never physically hurt. I think that made me felt extremely upset. And I think that another thing that I didn't I, that made me wanted to change to another therapist is that sometimes he brings in his own like preference in life or values in life into on, on into the session like I remember telling him I had like I I never dated uh I never dated much in in the past and then he's like you never dated like that tone just like immediately made me uncomfortable like even though he liked it to like date or whatever I think that he could have said it in a more professional way like we I am a patient and a therapist but we like I tell you the most intimate stuff but at the end of the day we're not you know friends he yeah. should keep his place and then I think another thing that really made me uncomfortable is that I think he did not uh fully like respect my culture I think growing up a lot I had I had this mindset that like you know working is kind of a priority in before a lot of stuff and when I told him I felt like I was being judged I feel like he was t trying to tell me that working should like never be a priority like instead of letting me to decide if I want to choose this value he was kind of telling me like a like a final result like working shouldn't be your priority stuff like that got it and i think i think that thinking back that's just very wrong and i hope he never listens to this podcast <laughs> i've been talking bad stuff about him he well i do see progress in the beginning but i that i think the point i want to say is that i felt uncomfortable and I felt like I was being judged and I felt like my feelings wasn't being validated and I lo no longer see progress in this patient and therapist relationship which is why this is a big hint that probably this therapist is no longer a right fit for you yeah I, I think it's important to realize that like therapists aren't exactly going to be your one and only for the rest of your life 
You know, Mm -hmm. like you can go to a therapist from the time that you're 12 until the time that you're 60. And I highly doubt that you're going to be seeing the same therapist from the time that you're 12 until you're 60. Because Mm -hmm. you grow, you get older, you change, your worldview changes, and sometimes a therapist doesn't fit in to that equation anymore and you need to find a new one. So I, I think it's you make a really important point that sometimes you can progress with the therapist in the beginning and make all these great steps, but after a while, your relationship, it just isn't right for you anymore and you have to find a new one. And I mm-hmm. want people to know that that's not a bad thing. That just means you're growing. And sometimes we outgrow people. It's like friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we're not necessarily going to have the same friends that we had when we were in kindergarten I mean some people do I know I have a friend still from like kindergarten but a lot of my other friends that I was friends with in like middle school I don't talk to anymore and that's not a bad thing it's just because we grew up and outgrew each other and we just went down different paths Mm -hmm. I think I think this is definitely true I think that well when it comes to therapy, you shouldn't be feeling bad. Like, oh, I used to like him. What happens? Like, why do I no longer like my therapist? Mm-hmm. Like, this is totally okay. Um, it's, it sounds cliche, but I saw this a lot on TikTok, which is you got to choose what serves for you in the future, not for the past. You know, if you really, like Kemi said, if you really outgrow yourself, you made progress and that therapist no longer serves you. Either you felt like professionally or like, like, um the timing isn't right you should really move on Mm -hmm. and i think that to conclude with this episode i think um the ways to tell if the therapist is the one we really need to think from two aspects which first is whether it is um professional like when it comes to professional it means that do you feel like you are comfortable with your therapist um is he judging you does he pay for it sorry he or she he or she pay full attention to what the, whether the therapist is paying, paying full attention to what you are saying um or like if your therapist is a strong communicator like sometimes when you feel like you don't know how to express what you're um, experiencing would your therapist like be like understand standing enough to try to figure out what's on your mind and i think that another uh, indicator in the professional category is that whether this therapist is the type you are looking for right now like the specialization like is do you need a therapist that specializes in trauma or do you want one specialized in depression in ocd in anxiety eating disorder like whatever the category you are looking for you should be looking for, for a therapist in that category um and then i think another aspect is whether that therapist fits in the timing of your journey i think that other than being professional and being in the category you are looking for it's very important to know if the type the personality of the therapist is compatible with yours like for example from my experience i used to like someone that like being sweet all the time being comforting all the time but then when it moves to like OCD, I needed someone to be very straightforward with yeah. me. 
so <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> It's a it's it's a you... lot to take into account. I think like finding a therapist like we've said before is not easy. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think it's supposed to be easy. Um mm-hmm. because I think y- you need to find the right person for you and for your needs. And that isn't exactly the easiest journey. It's kind of like finding a romantic partner, you know. That's yeah. not always easy. Um, And that's because we have to match different personalities together and reassess our needs and wants out of a therapist. And, you know, we have to keep in mind that therapists are human beings, too. They have their own personalities. They have their own life experiences. And it comes down to what do they bring to the table and what do you bring to the table and does that fit together? Mm-hmm. I, I think that even though in this episode we talked a lot about like how to tell if a therapist is the one, just like dating, I think we can always take baby steps. You don't have to expect that the first therapist you found qualified with all the qualities we mentioned because you also need there's also a journey in front of you like maybe right now I only know how to distinguish if a therapist is professional maybe in the future I would understand what personality what type of personality of a therapist I am looking for Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like gosh I feel like finding a therapist is like so much have so many similarities with like finding a romantic partner I'm like you learn along the process (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean because they're going to be a part of your life hopefully for a while you know Mm -hmm. and they are helping you improve on yourself Mm -hmm. and make these strides to become the best version of you and I think that's very similar to what a romantic partner should do (laughs) you know a romantic partner should be ideally in your life for a long time if that's what you want and they should help you strive to be the best version of you so yeah finding a therapist and finding a partner is they're very similar very similar (laughs) And there's apps for both. Yes, there are apps for both, people. Make sure you use them if you really need them. Yeah, just go through, like, Psychology Today the same way you would swipe people on Bumble and, like, Tinder. Basically, send out that first message, ask for a consultation appointment, go to that appointment, and you're off to the races. Yeah, and I think, I I hope... We made the points clear, but if we didn't, I think there's um, a terrific article that explain more in detail of like what's what are some indicators if a therapist is the one, and we'll be linking the article in the Instagram channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now we haven't, <laughs> we don't have one yet, but it's gonna be there. <laughs> And um, just briefly, like some points that really stood out to me is that, you know, they listen to what you are saying. You feel validated. Should we go through the list? (laughs) 
Yeah, okay. Um, they want the best for you. They're a strong communicator. They check in with you. They take the time to educate themselves. They earn your trust. They challenge you respectfully. They don't rush your treatment. You know, there's a change in yourself. They take a backseat. Like the therapy, the therapy session should be about you. And they are mindful of all aspects of your identity. I think that um, through Cami's experience and my experience, we kind of touch base on many points we mentioned. And we hope that our experience would allow you to better understand these bullet points. No, probably shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> um, let's see. No, I mean, I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, you know, sometimes I like when recording, I get like worried because I feel like do people, what would you guys like fully like understand the things I'm trying to convey? But I feel like that's why it's important to look for forward for the future episodes because for any question you have, we're going to be answering it in the future episodes yeah trust us we had our content plan it's everything you need to know about therapy (laughs) and self-love and healing journey so if you have any questions towards your healing journey stay tuned and with that thanks for listening guys we see you next week